Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. It's a little bit like Kermit the Frog, you know, going on. But it is a little like the chef. Oh, the Swedish chef. Yeah. Yes. Love that guy. I love that guy. How can you not love that Catholic guy? Catholic Jerky Jerky Oh, yeah. He went on to become a priest. You know. Uh, yes. It's really. Father. No. Father. No. 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 We're not going there. I don't want to start doing that. You know, my wife listened to, I don't remember which show it was, just recently. And she says, that was a great show. Then she said something like, and I felt like I was a little bit admonished. She goes, y'all are getting really silly at the beginning. (laughs) I said, that's the part we live for. We don't care about all that content stuff. Muppets have vocations too, (laughs) okay? That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. my fault, Biff. His fault. Anyway, uh, anyway, all that aside, uh, we're going to talk about the Trinity because, well, hey, here it is, Trinity Sunday, and uh, it's t- we need to talk about the Trinity. Excellent. And I thought we would, um, I, you know, we're going to focus on, uh, you know, this is what the Catholic Church herself calls the greatest Christian mystery, mm. the mystery of the Trinity. I mean, this is like, this is the, the big daddy mm-hmm. and son and Holy Spirit. <laughs> This is literally. This is like the the big deal because if, you, if honestly, and it's, and what's so funny is it's actually at the root uh, of so many um, problems and and uh, separations in the church, right? And we'll, and we'll go ahead and say heresies. All that early heresies had to do with like who is G- well, how, what is this relationship like, right? Mm-hmm. So, but but it's how God revealed Himself to us. In this concept of a, of a relational God, and that's where I kind of wanted to go uh, today and see where that leads us. I will say um, it made me think because we were doing uh, not so long ago uh, one of the readings from the Gospel according to John, uh, and I just wanted to read from John chapter fourteen. This is from the Last Supper discourse, which actually leads into the promise of the Advocate. And what I want want you to hear as I'm reading this is listen to the relationship, listen to how Jesus sees himself as related to his father, how his father is related to him, and then how that his father is also sending the advocate, the Holy Spirit. So we see all of the Trinity brought up in this in this little um, uh, discourse that he has um, uh, in this section. Now we're going to take uh, take it from because this is where Thomas, you know, you know, said where we don't know where we're going and all that. We, how do we know the way? And uh, and then Philip. Philip, I love where Philip says, um, Master, show us the Father. This is starting with verse 8 out of chapter 14. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. You know, and, and you know, I'm sure when Philip, a little commentary here, you know, when Philip says that, he's like going, I'm going to, Thomas just got in trouble for what he said. I'm going to say something. <laughs> and certainly, Jesus will say, Well done, Philip. Instead, he admonishes <laughs> Philip because he says, uh, um, Jesus said to him, have, you, have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So start to see the relationship here. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, 
Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these because I'm going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, which the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows it. But you know it, because it remains in you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I'm in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. And he goes on, and it's like, everybody's in everybody, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This is like the, the, the epitome of, of, I love this part of the gospel, because it speaks to the Trinity. Well, well, you know, we have our, our separated brothers and sisters on the, at the Orthodox, you know, with the, with the Philoloque, uh, they might say the philoloque disagreement, yes. whereas we would say the philoloque heresy. Right, don't be so mean and judgmental, <laughs> Sam. But, you know, they, they, uh, this was, goes back to the Middle Ages where they had issues with us saying that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. But how many times, how much could Jesus emphasize how much the Father is in me and I am in the Father? You know, at, at that point, right. the, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. I think that's such a key... Uh, thing that you're bringing out with that particular scripture. Right, and and we don't want to ever make light of the Orthodox f- uh, faith, and this is actually was a very serious discussion for, for years, and I and again, I totally understand the, 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 the potential for confusion because yes. Jesus is there with his apostles, right, trying to explain it, and he's like, he's like, he's Jesus-splaining. He's right there, <laughs> like, he's like talking to him and saying like, look, let me walk through this again. You know, and he keeps saying it over and over and over again, and they still kind of get confused. And then the early church still kind of got confused. And then a thousand years later, you know, there was a separation in in, in the the Catholic Church, uh, specifically over that particular issue. Um, now, when I explain the Trinity to, like, when I'm teaching RCIA, the way I like to explain it, maybe, you know, what if it's theologically incorrect? I don't think it is, but it's pretty, you know, pretty sound. But um, is effectively, I like to say that the Father loves the Son mm-hmm. with such intensity, and the Son loves the Father with such intensity that that uh, that uh, eternally spirates that that love of the Holy Spirit. So the person of the Holy Spirit spirates from that relationship of Father and Son, which is to a T that it the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. Yes. Right? So it's in line with Catholic teaching. But I help people to understand that basically it's because of that love relationship where Jesus says over and over and over again, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And you glorify the Father you know, by doing these works that I have told you. And then he goes on to say that the Father is going to send the Advocate, the Spirit of Truth. And then he goes on to say that essentially that Spirit of Truth will abide in you as I abide in you. Right? The, the Holy Spirit is going to come to live in you. And so we're all going to be in relationship. Right, absolutely. And I think one thing that's important for us to to point out here as well as we're highlighting the relational nature of God by virtue of the fact that our, our, our God is three persons, one God, a most holy trinity, it, there's no question, no one says that the Father and the Son proceed from the Holy Spirit, right? And And there's no question that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. 
So, I mean, that right there, regardless of where a person might personally fall on this Orthodox Catholic question, we can agree that the, the, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. And we can agree also through Paul, it's the spirit of the adoption of the children of God, as you were saying, yeah. which by which we are brought in to share in these relationships, to share in the inner life of the Trinity. I, and I think it's probably good for us to say that the, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. I mean, that's that's. that's, that's Thank you, Mister Baccarat. <laughs> and all, and all we need is love. Thank you, Mister Lemon. You know, no, no. I, I, I this is this is true. It's all about love, and and that, and because essentially, um, if you look, I'm currently working on uh, working with some folks to rewrite our marriage prep program in our diocese, and we're spending a lot of time on. You know, husband and wife, and in that love, spirates life, mm. right? Love spirates, and that's a child, right? Oh, wow. So, a, the and even if it's not a child, that the love that radiates from that couple is infectious, you know, in whatever room they happen to be in. But ultimately, we see that in the gift of children, we see essentially, and so you can see that um, that familial uh, relational relationship of the Trinity displayed in humanity. Right, and what we're called to be in humanity. So it's this is not some abstract theological concept. It's something that we see um, every day. A phrase that I like to use a lot is right relationship. And if we're going to reduce all of Christianity to just a, a simple phrase to say, Jesus came to put us in right relationship with God and with one another. So what you're saying is left-handed people cannot go to heaven. Is that what's... <laughs> Let me just. I mean, I think that that's a dogma. That's an ancient dogma. It's a small, small D dogma. True. No, it's a that's small D dogma. Small D. uh, I'm teasing. Please, you you lefties, don't send me a left-handed letter. Please, admonishing me. But but, right relationship. Right relationship. And and but I think you know. And we can explore. I think at length the notion of what it means to be in right relationship with one another. And it depends on the nature of the relationship, whether it's a family relationship, a work relationship, a romantic relationship, a relationship with someone you just met, a stranger, for example. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways in which to approach, but in every single situation, right relationship begins with first being in right relationship with God and being in a place to surrender that relationship with God and give God authority over you and over your participation in that relationship and inviting God to guide that relationship. But that doesn't happen unless you are placing yourself with complete surrender and trust and openness to him and to receiving the relational God we have and allowing him to instruct the heart, your heart, my yes. heart, as to how to relate to others. Amen. And and again, we're created in, in his image and likeness. And if we are created in his image and likeness, then this relational trinity that we have in our Catholic faith essentially is in us, right? And we should see ourselves and our world in 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 terms of this relationship. So our relationships, you mentioned relationships with family, friends, uh, even with strangers. Mm-hmm. And you talked about things like romance. I mean, essentially the Trinity needs to be present in all aspects of our lives, not just when we go to church on Sundays and we worship the triune God. It's not... It's not, that's not the, I mean, everything that we do, if we're truly incarnational people and we have an incarnational faith, there's a reason why that God, who is spirit, took on flesh Mm. to walk amongst us, 
right? And so, so that it's it, essentially Jesus is teaching us how to be Trinitarian, yes, in a real and practical way, and how that Trinitarian um, nature that we share. Essentially, uh, especially when we receive Eucharist, when we receive the graces that come to us in the sacraments, is something then that plays out in the rest of our life and our relationships with others. Well, I think a link that's important to, to, to highlight here is the link between Trinitarian prayer and Trinitarian love. You know, Trinitarian prayer, like praying in such a way where you are engaging uh, each person of the Trinity fully and an understanding of of who the Father is, who the Son is, who the Holy Spirit is, to you, within you, um, having that integrated in your prayer life generally, uh, that's going to lay the groundwork for you to experience that spiration that you just described, where you experience that Trinitarian love firsthand, empowering you to invite others into that communion of persons that has been brought alive within your heart. And I think it's important to recognize that it begins, we as human beings, Paul is very clear, the spirit of the adoption of the children of God, that the Holy Spirit wants to first, you know, that's that we first need to engage, we're going to engage Jesus and we're going to engage the Father largely by the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in the world and in us. Yeah. And in the church, it's the Holy Spirit that's descending to make the sacraments possible. You know, it's, that's right. You know, and, and, it's, and the Holy Spirit wants to incarnate the work of the Holy Spirit in us is to incarnate Jesus in us and help Jesus live out His passion, His life, His passion, and His resurrection in us with each daily cross that is entrusted to our our care. Um, but when we're doing that, as Jesus has incarnated in us, Jesus always says. It's not I who act on my own. I, I, it's the Father. I'm waiting on the Father who acts through me. And so in that same regard, if we get built up in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's incarnating Jesus in us, then we, along with Jesus, will be waiting for the Father to pierce through that yeah. and work through us. That's exactly right. No, amen. I get all that. And so that's essentially when we live uh, the reality of the Trinity in our lives— Right, that means we uh, like go back going back to the phrase that you said, right relationship. And when we're in right relationship with God, and we have we basically lead Trinitarian lives, um, that's a good thing, right? And the good stuff happens, right? That's when we start to see what spirates, right? What what comes out? That's the love. That's the joy. That's the fruitfulness. That's uh, life essentially happening um, because of this Trinitarian reality. So that sort of begs the question. Uh, what happens when we're not in re- right relationship? Oh, well, the it self. It down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like any relationship. It, they're, 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 so we live in a broken world. Right. We really do. And, and uh, not just fallen. Mm-hmm. You know, in deference to our, our separated brothers and sisters, you know, we're, we've, we've fallen. And yeah, I get it. Yeah, the original sin, that's bad. And it brought sin into the world. But every day we have this opportunity uh, to to essentially reunite ourselves to reconcile with God. In fact, right. Jesus did what Jesus did for us is allow that opportunity, right? And we still we're so broken we don't recognize, as you were saying, Sam. We don't even see how we're supposed to to live like like the Father, like the Son, and through the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when we're out of right relationship, I mean, everything goes out of whack. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you got a, if you got a triangle, I'm interrupting Sam. That's no, okay. not at all. I want you to say whatever, what's on your heart. 
No, what's funny about that is a lot of people, when they sin, they think they're doing it by themselves. They think they live in some kind of a vacuum. You know, I'm going to make this decision. It's not going to affect anybody around me. When right. in actuality, it affects everybody around you. And they don't even know it. Right. St. Paul tells us about being parts of a body. Right. right? And when one suffers, we all suffer together. Right. right? And so I totally get that. And that's, that makes perfect sense. And and I think a lot of when you're when you're not in right relationship, you you can't see that, right? Right. You you essentially and even people who would call themselves um, either Christian or spiritual or religious in some way, who don't fully grasp the Trinity in a way or don't accept or embrace the Trinity. Let's say it that way. They're not Trinitarian, mm-hmm. right? So there's there are some Christian well they call themselves Christian faiths. Um, and I don't want to beat up on anybody, but we'll talk about the Mormons and maybe some Unitarians. And there's some faiths that have very different views about who Jesus is, who the Father is, whether there is a delineation between the two and things like that. Mm-hmm. When, when you don't have a Trinitarian faith, then things can kind of get out of balance. Mm-hmm. I think another thing, just speaking about our brokenness and how that interferes, interferes so strongly, obviously, with our ability to be in right relationship, it also interferes with our ability sometimes to be in right relationship with the father specifically thinking in terms of the father wound uh, for a lot of people who have a father wound didn't maybe have a a, a good uh, a, a, maybe had a father who uh, made them not feel like they had much worth or value did some damage to their self image and how they see themselves mm-hmm. I think that uh, that can sometimes it can be a, a long healing process for someone to really set all of that aside and be really ready to receive our heavenly father speaking love over you. You know, all the phrases within the old Testament of our, our, our Lord delights in you. You know, he, he, he speaks these words of blessings over you. That, that's our father. Who's doing that. He's loving us into existence. And it's, I think hard for some people to wrap their minds around that. Right. And, and, but if you pray for God to heal that father wound and for Jesus to heal that father wound and, and uh, St. Joseph can be really great to help heal a father Amen. Wound. And I think some people might have father wounds and don't even realize they do. Oh, that's a great oh, point. Totally. You know, they're going through life wondering why they, they, they don't understand this, that relationship. Because you look at so many broken families in terms of like the actual family structure, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, uh, love them and leave them dads or or. Uh, just you know the addictions and uh, Not engaged right, and then the the, the divorce, the separate, all the different things that are that are sort of tearing families apart. And a lot of times, you start to realize that we have generation after generation that has struggled with understanding the Trinity, has struggled with understanding who the Father is, and and why we why why we have Father's Day that actually is related to why we have priests that we call Father, and why we also have God the Father. Uh, revealing himself as a father to us that 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 he's supposed to be the model for our our priestly spiritual fathers here on earth but also our biological and adoptive mm-hmm. you know and the the man in our life who's supposed to be a father figure i mean this is they're all supposed to be running down that same path right and so if you don't have that if you've got a bad priest relationship or no <laughs> priest relationship if you have a bad uh, you know, experience with a biological or or adoptive dad, you know, or the ma- man that's supposed to be there and present, you know, and, and helping to raise you. If you have a bad experience there, you might not even recognize that might be one of the seats of, of all the, the issues that you're struggling with yourself. How can you be what you were never taught to be? It's a, it's a struggle. 
And it's a reason also for the fathers who are listening here to remember, you know, the words that you say uh, to your kids about what you think about them. Huge. Huge impact. Way bigger than, you know, God just, he's created us in such a way to be, to receive our father's words about us at the the deepest core level. And I think sometimes we can forget when we, if 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 a man loses his temper, says something he doesn't really mean, he really needs to go back and let the kid know. Hey, I want you to know that's not what I think about you. Well, this <laughs> I is, think you're, I love you. You're, you're right. This is how God revealed Himself to us mm. as a as a, a Trinity of persons, right? And and I, I want to go back a little bit now to something you had said earlier, and want to kind of focus on that a little bit, where you were talking about praying and 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 like really praying to each one of the persons of the Trinity. Yes, right. And there's some benefit there. I, I kind of agree. So I, I want to take a few minutes and talk about like, well, how do we uh, in our lives um, how, how do we how do we engage or relate to the Trinity when we're not used to doing that? And one way you mentioned prayer, I, I think it's important uh, because it's so easy. Like in our life, uh, when we think, um, like when we need a mountain moved, yeah. when when we we need a new job, when we we have got a major 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 issue, we got a really bad diagnosis. Whatever, something big, it's so easy to go to dad, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to go to the father because he's the one who's going to take, he's going to move the mountain. He can do it because he's the father, yeah. right? I mean, that's, and, and I get that. When we need somebody to walk alongside us, someone to commiserate with us, someone to help us that we can go arm in arm, hand in hand with, and who might even actually carry us through things. You know, we want somebody who's felt the pain, somebody who's experienced the being spat upon or being, uh, you know, uh, 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 hated or, or whatever. Well, that's perfectly logical that we would turn to Jesus, right. like our brother, to walk with us, right, uh, in whatever struggle uh, that we're encountering. But I think a lot of people just miss the opportunity to pray to the Holy Spirit, and that's usually where most people kind of go like you know i don't think i've ever actually addressed a prayer to the holy spirit right and it's a powerful thing to do because you stop and think about it. like what what how has the holy spirit been revealed in scripture in so many ways but essentially you know as as when you need uh you need inspiration when you need guidance uh, when you need authority and grace and power consolation. Uh, when you need consolation wisdom. when you need wisdom it's like the spirit that that is the bringer of these things. So we don't want to look at the Holy Spirit as some kind of like magical force. That's right. bad, right? That's bad. It's not. He it, God is not magic, right? Not some kind of dark or white. Ma- it's, no, it's not magic, right? This is what happens. So can you say that the Holy Spirit is a force to be reckoned with? Yes, but He's not like something that's gonna. Uh, if you're standing in water, you might get electrocuted, because a lot of people see the Holy Spirit as some kind of, um, you know. Uh, like electrical current mm-hmm. or something that's not or the wind mm-hmm. that's not the holy spirit right well, i i like to think also in terms of how these all relate to one another i mean jesus says he's the one who's going to take us to the father so when i turn to the father i turn to the father in christ and the person who for the, the who forms christ within me is the holy spirit so like for me it all begins with the holy spirit anyone yeah. who's heard me pray I always begin with come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. But what I'm doing is I'm actually inviting the Holy Spirit to form Christ within me so that then Christ within me can call out to the Father. And I think this is an important distinction because at the end of the day, Christ and his love for us 
he's uniting, he's stepping into our brokenness, and he is allowing us to lift our hearts up with his for the glory of the Father to access the Father. And if you think about it, on our own, sinners that we all are, uh, you know, no one, no one except Jesus is 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 qualified you know what i mean to, yeah. to to really reach the father that's why he's our mediator that's such i think a key distinction that we as catholics need to own so i mean i go i always begin with the holy spirit to try to focus on christ within me but it's for the glory of the father and it's to reach the father and i that's that's for me has become uh my mode of prayer and it's transformed my life Amen. And if you listen to if you listen to like the uh, uh, the doxologies and like the ends of prayers in the Catholic Church through our Lord through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. God forever and ever. When you hear that, it's like always the Trinity. You yes. know, is and, and all the great hymns, all the great hymns at the end, uh, you know, uh, are about, they'll invoke the Trinity. Even if it's about Eucharist or whatever, all the great, uh, you know, hymnals, every hymn you can go in there, it's like the last verse is always about the Trinity because it's it's that relationship is so vital and so important that without it, Christianity ends. There is no Christianity, right? Jesus Jesus becomes like a nice guy with some good ideas, right? It's a nice Jewish kid, you know, he's got some good ideas, about turning the other cheek in peace and whatnot. That's not what's going on here. And when you when you look at like what we did when we started with John chapter 14 and you start to see how Jesus expresses himself, now you should want and hunger all three persons in your life. Have a relationship with all of them. They'll all have a relationship with you. And then you share that relationship with others and then you'll start to see that sort of trinity like spread through you, right, in the context, in the name of Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit to the Father, right, and glorifying the Father, and you start going like, okay, I'm starting to see how this all works, how this all comes together. And that's not an easy thing to do, but it's something I think, um, Sam, I like the idea of like starting prayers with the Holy Spirit and to the Holy Spirit. I really think that's a way in which people can, it's an easy way to go like, I haven't done this in a while, you know, or ever. And so let me just start praying now. We'll start with the Holy Spirit and see where that goes. You're inviting him to pray through you. Well, amen. Uh, that's a that's a, a good thing to do. And so as we're contemplating and thinking about different ways in which we can um, uh, relate to the, to the, to the Trinity, it, it, th- th- we just need to understand this is what it's all about. The greatest Christian mystery, and this is the Sunday to do it. So let's now engage with the Trinity, relate to the Trinity. With Our Lady of the Trinity. And Our Lady of the Trinity is going to lead us uh, on that quest. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now, now and the hour of our, our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.